Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profitlessly. I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Propita, and back with me on this lovely Saturday morning, bright and early, as bright and early as uh, as you can get out of me, <laughs> is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's happening, man? Oh, not too much. Yeah, it's... Uh... For anybody who's wondering why there wasn't a Friday episode, that is 100% my fault. I totally s- just slept all day yesterday. It was wonderful. Just um, so, so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goddamn you and your sleep. <laughs> you, get, you get like three hours a day. That's all right, though. I was, I it was, was my first, the so Thursday night was my first night back to work. And the first night is, is always like the roughest. And, oh, usually I set an alarm or, Usually I don't set an alarm because I just wake up on my own. And yesterday I did not. I woke I woke up at like I don't know four o'clock. What was it? Three o'clock yesterday afternoon, I guess. And uh, I was like, oh, I didn't realize I'd slept that long. Nadia was already home from school. It was crazy. I kind of kind of in a fog when I woke up. It was so like it was one of those sleeps that was so good, and you don't even realize you woke up. Yeah, I'm I'm actually jealous just thinking about it right now. I haven't had a sleep like that in a while. But it's weird because usually when you wake up from that, you're you still I still feel tired. I'm like, wow, that was a really good sleep, but I'm still like exhausted. And it takes a while to like sort of get you gotta get up and get moving and your body kind of catches up and it's like, yeah, now you're well rested. But I, I Yeah, by the time I got to work last night, I was I was finally like awake and, and feeling it and which I that's a good thing because work was absolute dog shit. Man. That's a that's a whole other story. Yeah, wasn't able to really hop on to the uh, Friday night happy hour. Really slacking this weekend. Yeah, one, of these, are... one of these days they'll put one of these days they'll put somebody on day shift that actually uh, knows what they're doing and is useful, and then I won't have that situation every time I go to work. Well, we we came up with a, a whole new process for the the happy hour. So yesterday was a little a little different. I, I think. Um, there was a bunch of people that probably didn't get the the email with the link because apparently, you know, when you hit select all, you know, for like a an e- like all the email addresses, I, I hit select all, but it was only showing like 30 email addresses or something. And so you had to scroll down and hit like expand selection so that it keeps showing more and more email addresses. So I do apologize if you didn't get the link last night. I still got a couple new faces in there, got to meet some new people. So it was good. But uh, the Zoom setup was much better than that stupid Jitsi meet. I think that's just some fucking Fed tracking site that was giving me viruses. <laughs> I'm, I'm like convinced of it because of the the source that it came from. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we know that guy. We know that guy's definitely a fit. Yeah, the show must go on. So, um. I don't know what we should start with today. I think maybe let's let's just get this weird balloon thing out of the way because I don't think either of us have really been following it much. But <laughs> I think we have to talk about it. The people at work and uh, my stepdaughter, like there were a lot of people who were really fascinated by the thing. Not uh, Stephanie said Nadia stood outside and watched for it, like wouldn't wouldn't come back in until she saw it, and and she did. She saw it go over. And oh, yeah. really? yeah uh some people at work like their uh spouses were like taking pictures of it when it flew over and sending it to them and stuff i mean we're inside so we didn't see anything but yeah i mean it was it was neat cool that it was visible i don't 
I don't know what they're doing with it exactly. Does anybody has has China made any like formal announcement as to what the purpose of this thing is or no, I've heard some people theorize that the reason the US hasn't shot it down is because it's our balloon and we're just blaming it on China. <laughs> Which, you know, I can see that as a possibility as well. I, I maybe maybe they're just using it to find some more farmland to buy up. <laughs> I have no idea like what the what interest they have in in taking pictures of of the US. No idea. I don't know. I mean, don't we already have all these there's all these Google Earth images and everything like that? Hasn't this already been done? You you would think so. Suppose that used for research used for research, mainly meteor meteorological purposes. They're testing the weather, I guess. They're trying to figure out if uh if all of the pollution that they're dumping into the air is actually having an effect on climate change mm, yeah i'm sure it's climate change related and they're very concerned about it over there in china oh man yeah I don't, it's it's interesting to see people get so captivated by something that it just like i don't know i saw the headline and i looked at it and i was like okay i don't know just don't <laughs> yeah i mean i guess the the potential for us to piss off china and start like another conflict is is something to to be concerned about and to be interested in but it's just a fucking balloon floating around i, I can't think of anything less interesting to me than this thing just floating around in the sky well and apparently uh, i was like how did they not like shoot it down before it crossed into u.s airspace like because it's coming from china so obviously it's coming uh, west to east but apparently it it entered Canada and then it like came down through Montana. And they're, they're saying like the reason that they haven't shot it down is because it could land in, on civilians or something. And I was like, it came into Montana. Like you could have shot that thing down and dropped it in the mountains and nobody ever realized it. It is funny that it's like such a, a slow moving object that like we can't deal with it. And it's just kind of floating around. And Montana, yeah, I would take the I would take the chance that it wouldn't land on anybody there. There's a lot of open space. Or can't they just like grab yeah, it and drag it, it someplace no, else? No big loss. And you use that thing from like, you know, like the original Batman movie where he like grabs all the balloons <laughs> and takes them on. <laughs> like, can you just do that? But it's apparently it's floating at like uh 50,000 feet or something like it's way way above like normal uh air traffic high or uh altitude okay. so i don't know i'm not sure if there's i'm not sure if there's like logistically a way that it would be practical to like grab it and and take it somewhere else i don't yeah i don't know i tend to stay like ground level so i don't know a whole lot about what's going on up there yeah it's weird it's definitely weird that it's just kind of floating around up there and we're monitoring it, whatever the hell that means. But I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. I know China, the, the only statement I saw from China was like, Hey, it, like it, it wasn't meant to go over there and it just kind of, we lost control of it. So please don't like do something rash. That's going to get us into, into even more hot water with each other than, than we already are. But I don't know, man. It's, uh, I don't see how you lose. Well, I don't know. How do they even control this thing? Does it have like propellers on it? I have no idea. I'm yeah. just kind of reading briefly over it. it. Just, it seems like it just kind of goes wherever the wind takes it, I guess. All right, well, we'll monitor it for podcast purposes, but I don't, I don't know what else to say really other than, uh, well, and I guess there was the, there is kind of the theory floating around that like, we can't if we it doesn't appear to be an official uh, item that belongs to the People's Republic of China. But at the same time, like it seems to be a civilian thing. But at the same time, what's the difference? <laughs> it, there's the, the theory that like if we shot it down, that would be considered like an act of war against China and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, we're already shipping tanks to 
Ukraine. Right. But that's not an act of war. Most definitely an act of war. No, no. So um, <laughs> probably not. don't need to. Yeah, that that is the the funniest. Probably part. don't need to go taking steps towards uh, actual war with every communist nation in the in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think um, another a, a two front war, <laughs> and um, with as with the the shape of the economy, which we'll get into in a little bit in the show, and how much we've already been spending, and how. Um, little are incapable our military seems to be i mean they're more focused on um transgender stuff than they are actually um training soldiers it seems like that's been a big thing here lately is they've been they finally dropped the covid vaccine mandate for military service um the enlistment numbers have been at like all-time lows and and a lot of it is because they have been pushing a lot of the very progressive woke agenda and the people who are typically signing up for military service aren't really that type of folks they're usually more of the uh, salt of the earth like people like me and those kind of people don't want to join a woke military they yeah want to go shoot ragheads in afghanistan and we pulled out of afghanistan so they don't even get to do that anymore yeah those poor bastards <laughs> they're taking away all the fun Oh God! I saw a. Uh, hang on, I gotta pull this up. I gotta read it because it was absolutely hilarious. It's a, that's a thing. Um, like the new, the new Afghanistan, like post, uh, post U.S. leaving. It's it's a, uh, it's basically a resignation letter of this Afghani person, like basically quitting his job. Uh, says what I don't like about uh, Kabul is its ever-increasing traffic holdups. Last year, it was tolerable, but in the last few months, it's become more and more congested. I guess people are running into each other on their camels. <clears throat> Another thing I don't like, not only about Kabul, but broadly about life after the father, is the new restrictions. In the group, we had a great deal of freedom to go about where to go, where to stay, whether to participate in the war. If a day was sunny, we might ride horses with our brothers, eat what we can, train and laugh and feel blessed. However, these days, you have to go to the office before 8 a.m. and stay there till 4 p.m. And if you don't go, you're considered absent, and the wage for that day is cut from your salary. We're now we're now used to that, but it was especially difficult in the first two or three months. There's another thing I dislike, and that's how restricted our lives are. Like the thing we experienced before, the Taliban used to used to be free of restrictions, but now we sit in one place behind a desk and a computer, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Life's become so wearisome. The same thing every day. Being away from the family has only doubled the problem. <laughs> there, there. Uh, the Taliban is getting a introduction to Western, <laughs> the uh, Western work week, and they don't like it. Yeah, and if I didn't know any better, I'd say that that guy was trolling. <laughs> He's just basically describing America. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, that is funny. Yeah, fuck that man. They tried to get me to go into the office from eight thirty to five every day of the week. I told him to go fish the fuck out of you here need to, uh, you need to hold some training seminars for the taliban on how to push back against having a desk job yeah <laughs> yeah oh man that is funny yeah well the uh the workforce here i guess this is a pretty good transition is booming we got a big number of uh employment big employment number all of the uh, pussy politicians are pushing this as like the greatest Biden achievement. By the way, how much longer are we going to give politicians credit for creating jobs? Where did this come from? I mean, there's nobody that does less to create jobs than politicians. I mean, other than their staff, like they don't have like they don't do anything to create jobs. All they do every step of the way is make it more difficult and more expensive to hire people. And then they get these job numbers and it's like, look at Joe Biden's job creation. What? Joe Biden is sleeping at least nine hours a day, if not 12. When he is up, he has no idea what's going on. He's just kind of this old man wandering around Washington, D.C., he goes where he's supposed to go. He reads off of a teleprompter. 
And all of a sudden, he just created 517,000 jobs. This is the economy is back. Inflation isn't going higher. It's it's down a little bit. It's still at really almost all time highs, even by the way they measure it. Um, but the economy is back, and it's all thanks to these politicians, the Build Back Better, the Inflation Reduction Plan, or whatever the hell it's called. It's like, I can't believe people actually subscribe to this. One well, like with the uh, talking about the inflation thing coming down, it's like it's like the way they do their budget. They they, they say you know last year we had deficit spending of three point seven trillion dollars, and this year we only have deficit deficit spending of three point five trillion dollars. So we saved all of this money. See, except that like the biggest deficit reduction like, on record deficits. Yeah, it's like uh, you're still spending into a deficit, right? Like you, you didn't actually save money. You just spent a little bit less money. And that's only in theory. Like that's your proposed budget. At the end of the day, we know you're not going to actually hold to that. It's the same with the inflation thing. It's like <laughs> inflation soared to record highs and then it came back down a little bit. It's like it's still nowhere near being like reasonable or manageable. But hey, I mean, it came back down. So we're decreasing inflation. <laughs> Right. Well, and and of course, their their way of in fighting inflation from the politicians' perspective is to spend more money. So, actually, like increasing inflation to solve inflation, if you think about it, because it's not as anybody that listens to this show should know by now. Inflation is not just the increase in prices. <laughs> That's how they measure it, and they do that intentionally. But it's just a, it's an increase in the money supply and how quickly those dollars are changing hands. So. It, it is just all so ridiculous. And if you actually look into this this jobs report that everybody was raving about and using it as uh, you know justification for everything the Biden administration has been doing, they've they completely rejiggered the way that they calculate these seasonal adjustments, which I, I, dude, I find it so fucking funny that they <laughs> they always come up with these euphemisms for things. Like if I were to give you a number, uh, some sort of formula calculation, but every, you know, every certain time of the year when I don't like the way that number is, I make an adjustment to the way I calculate it so that it looks better than it is. You wouldn't trust that number, but it, it would be, it would basically be fraud. I would have, you know, completely changed the way that I calculated it to make it, to give a number that wasn't true. And so they do these seasonal adjustments and they they change the way that they typically do them. So the unadjusted number for job creation was negative 2.5 million. So in other words, um, they didn't create one job. They lost two and a half million <laughs> if you look at the raw data. But seasonally adjusted, we created 570,000. That's a 3 million job swing that they completely fabricated. I mean, when you hear seasonally adjusted, just say they made it up. They basically made it up. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're just going to assume. And they do this birth death model thing that they just assume X number of bus businesses come into uh, existence and X number go out of business based on this model, which is based off of our outlook for the economy, which is always a rosy outlook, like we're not in a recession or headed toward a recession or anything like that. It's about as accurate as the climate change models and the COVID models. They, you just make it up and then you roll with this number, 570. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. And so they made all of these adjustments going back even farther because they applied it to all the, the previous. I forget how far back they went, but it it's nonsense. They didn't create 517,000 jobs. They made up 3 million jobs. Well, they had to go back and, and use their seasonal adjustment on previous jobs numbers because pretty consistently since Biden came into office and they've been touting all of this incredible job growth, <clears throat> every time they release the new job numbers, a couple months later, they go back and very quietly revise them and basically cut them in half, if not more, like every single time. It's yeah. and 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 it's not like they're hiding it necessarily. I mean, you can you can find the actual adjustments that they've made. They're it's they're like it's actually news. It's it's actually being reported, just nobody's talking about it. Like it gets, you know, pushed to the back page. But it's it's there every single time. And and like I'll but I'll it's pull the that headline. up and show people yeah. that. 
It's the headline number. I'll be like, look, they didn't actually create jobs. It's two months later, and this huge job creation that they touted a couple months ago, now they've made the revisions and dialed it all way back. And it turns out that they didn't do anything at all. And in some of these had negative job creation. Like their numbers that they're that they're actually reporting and talking about and touting as these big wins are just bullshit to make you feel good. Like they're not actually doing any of this stuff. And people are like, no, no, that's not. And that right. gets right, and that gets all the attention. And then quietly, a few months later, they they start to actually put a more accurate number in there. And it's like it's like when the the corporate press does a retraction or something on a story that they got wrong. They'll go for like four years, Russia collusion, Russia collusion, and then like forty pages in, six years later, they're like, yeah, there was no Russia collusion. It's it's despicable what they do, but I just can't believe people haven't caught on to this. And I I think it's starting. To, I mean, like you can only do that for so long, you know. Like when when reality is so much different than the narrative that they're telling you. You know, you think back to like some of these like communist countries where people are like literally starving to death, but the the president's out there like talking about how great everything is. And it's like, dude, I, I can't even fucking eat <laughs> like a, we already ate our dog for dinner. And so it's like you can get away with it for a while, but the, the wheels are coming off of this. Uh, and I just I just really hope that somehow people will attribute these the problems that are coming to the the people that it you know it belong the problem is like they're going to be like oh well everything was great under donald trump this is the, this is what you get from the, the right it's like oh man I, I wish trump was still in office because everything was great inflation was down and gas was cheaper but it's like dude, the same shit was going to happen under donald trump he just got out of the, it was like with george bush he just didn't get out in time before the fucking economy collapsed um it, it's not a democrat or republican thing this is a government thing they can't create jobs they can't do it all they can do is rearrange resources and direct them towards things that they've deemed important for usually political purposes or somebody that's paying them money and so they crowd out whatever the the free market was going to do and they're they're spending dude I was looking at this um, debt ceiling article because the, you know, the Republicans want to use some of the unspent COVID relief funds for, you know, some sort of debt ceiling negotiation. They spent, well, they allocated $4.6 trillion for COVID relief and they spent 4.1. So they have $500 billion left over that they're trying to figure out what to do with. But that is an insane amount of money to just spend on COVID relief over a two year period. That's insane. And they, you know, they wonder why inflation is, is running out of control. So they pass a bill, like they write a bunch of words on paper and that's gonna, that's gonna solve that problem. And because they put those words on paper, now they've created a bunch of jobs as well. It, it, it's all so ridiculous that the, the fact that they take these victory laps on these things it drives me crazy. I don't know. Uh, watching them lie their fucking ass off and people carry water for them. Thousands of people are like, yeah, yeah, go Joe Biden. This is, thank you so much for your service and all this fucking shit. Ugh. Joe Biden didn't do anything. His administration didn't do anything. Other than, you know, I tweeted out Joe, I was like, the only jobs that he created were the ones where these people were rigorously rejiggering the numbers to make it look like they created jobs. <laughs> but the other thing is that people, you know, if you actually look at, I mean, there were jobs that were created, but it was almost all part-time jobs. Like new full-time employment didn't really go up. So people are taking on second jobs, third jobs to try to make ends meet because the inflation is is uh really hurting people so i mean all else being equal i don't think people want to work three jobs i think they'd rather work one or no job if you can but yeah okay i'll take one job but taking on a second job or a third job is not usually a, a good thing for people <laughs> that's like okay this one job that i have isn't doing it so i have to you know, I have to take a, a second job working nights or something like that to afford everything that I was 
I used to be able to afford on one job. That's what a lot of people are pointing to as as why the job numbers went up. But it, I mean, these seasonal adjustments are just fucking ridiculous, man. They shouldn't be able to get away with this. Well, and like you had said earlier, like people are kind of starting to wake up to it because they keep, you know, Kareem Jean-Pierre and Kamala Harris and everybody within the Biden administration and the DNC just keep coming out and talking about how great the economy is and how good things are going and how well we're doing and blah, 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 blah. And that all of these things that they've bills that they've passed and acts that they've put in place are really helping to, you know, right the ship and correct the problem. And people are out here like um, gas has gone back up. I don't know. I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to it, but it had uh, like in this area, it had gotten down between 250 and 275 for a little while. It's back up around three and a quarter. Um, eggs are for some people, $8 a dozen, uh, you know, we're having shortages of stuff. Like it, obviously it's not going real well. So uh, you can, you can sit there and just keep telling us how good the economy is over and over and over again. But at the end of the day, people got to go to the grocery store and they are getting absolutely wrecked every time they do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even the most ardent like supporters of the Biden administration, like eventually they're, they're going to have to come to, to terms. Well, here's what's going to happen, though. You know, they'll blame they'll they'll come up with some ridiculous excuse as to why it's the Republicans that are actually because they don't want to let Joe Biden sell more gas from the strategic petroleum reserves. That's why gas is going up. And so it's their fault. It's never. Oh, God, it's dude, the the sports team mentality here is just so fucking ridiculous watching people like it's always the democrats or it's always the republicans and it's like no no it's that's the same it's one in the same they're two sides of the same coin they're both at fault it just just take a step back and just put down this bag that you're carrying for whichever party you're supporting it's so liberating to just be like now fuck both these people <laughs> fuck them both uh, i don't want anything to do with it they're all I mean, they'll even make the argument, you know, like they'll be able to see the hypocrisy of the other side. They both can see it, but they they can't seem to see it when it becomes, you know, when it's their team that are doing the the things, the, the hypocritical things. And it's just so bizarre that people can't um, wake up to that. The, 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 the propaganda is so strong. They've ruined people's brains. Well, I don't I don't think the sports analogy is even necessarily right for that because, you know, even a diehard sports fan can look at their team and be like, man, we fucking suck this year. Let's tank and get the number one pick. It's like for the uh, for the political purposes, it is like dogmatic and almost cult like like that they have. True. Yeah, they have completely drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, some some of them, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> not everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you have a record <laughs> like. You know, you're like two and ten or something. It's it's really hard to be like, well, the refs, it was all the refs' fault or something like that. But yeah, for some reason, all these um all these politicians get a get a fucking pass. There's there's always something to blame it on except themselves. Uh it's like the AOC homers that they're how great she is. Like, what has she actually passed? Like what what legislation has she put forward that's gone anywhere? Like she she's just a talking hit like she doesn't actually accomplish anything like where, yeah, where she, are her where are her wins good job yeah she's so confident when she talks it's the greatest like she's wrong about everything and what she's saying is very very stupid but she says it with such gusto and like you know she's flailing about that yeah that people rally behind it and you've been you've been watching this saga of of Ilan Omar getting kicked off of the Foreign Affairs Committee, and who was the uh, oh they kicked off <laughs> Eric Swalwell, <laughs> whatever his fucking name is. Um, I forget which committee he was on, but this is like an outrage now. They're all up in arms. Anytime Eric Swalwell says anything about like national security or like. Russia Gate or anything like that. It's like, dude, you were literally banging a Chinese spy and had her living in your house. Like, you have no room to talk. Like, this is one of those times where you should just like think real hard about it and then shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, I'm surprised that he doesn't get trolled more. I mean, I see a lot of these like Chinese memes, but not nearly enough. Like they should really go at he's such a fucking obnoxious douche that just every time he opens his mouth, there should be one like specific Chinese meme that people just drop in there every single time. Just troll the fuck out of that guy. He's so obnoxious. I can't stand him. And uh, the I just don't understand why people care. Like their supporters are outraged that they're that they're no longer on these committees like these committees actually do anything that the American people would consider beneficial. I mean, what would happen if the Foreign Affairs Committee just disappeared overnight? No, no, nothing would change in your daily life. Absolutely nothing. Why? Why do you care about these politicians and why do you think they're putting on this show about how much you should care? I mean, every politi- every Democrat politician has been telling people to be outraged about this. <laughs> like, this is such an outrage. Why? Who cares? Take, fuck these committees. They don't do anything. Well, not to sound like a boomer con, but how is Ilhan Omar even on these committees? Like, she has been the most openly anti, like, everything America that you could possibly be. Like, who even who even put her on these committees to begin with? The Democrats, obviously. Yeah. Well, and when you get on these committees, you make a bunch more money and you get all this influence. And I know why they want to be on them. I don't know why we have them or why the American people should be concerned that she's no longer on it. I mean, the what the reason they kicked her off was because basically her her stand, I think it's her Israel Palestine stance. But if you ask AOC and the squad, it's because she's a woman of color. That that's why they're going after her, yeah. And Eric Swalwell. Speaking of I, AOC, I've got the video. You wanna? Oh yeah, let's it? listen to it. Yeah. Oh, this, you have the uh, Talib too crying about it. She was actually crying. No, I don't. I don't have her, but I, I've got AOC doing her doing her dance and getting all uh getting all southern, fired up, yeah. getting all southern revivally on it. Here we go. Don't tell me that this is about an a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks. When you have a member of the Republican caucus who has, who has talked about Jewish space blazers and, and an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology. Time my life was threatened. Thank you. I like how she throws in she didn't get a single apology when her life was thrown. Like, bitch, you were literally two blocks down the road. Like, you weren't even in the building. Don't, don't tell me your life was threatened. You didn't. Do, <laughs> nobody was coming to your house, dude. I. It it really is unfucking believable how they just won't let that go, and I've I've seen like some other just outrageous. Um, tweets and stuff about january 6th dude i can't think of a less and we're also going to talk about a um a uh, councilwoman who actually was killed um not only was her life threatened it was taken Um, i'm sure almost nobody has heard about this because nobody's talking about it but she is so fucking dramatic it she's a drama queen I, why why people find that attractive or something but you see all the people behind her they're all yeah all these people of color it's like obviously yeah this is because she's a yeah cheered on yeah okay everything's about that it's like it's not that this is just a fucking politics game and what was that the jewish space laser thing that's um marjorie taylor green right that's who she's referencing yeah <laughs> didn't the democrats kick her off of a bunch of committees or something I think they yeah. did like the exact same thing to her. And so this is like the Republican payback for this. Like you guys just did this and now they're doing it to you. But now it's an outrage. Oh, my God. Well, dude. And everybody acting like that wasn't completely scripted and the whole thing wasn't rehearsed. Like the everything about that little tantrum was completely theater. Like yeah, she, that was not off the cuff. That was she rehearsed that in front of the mirror for like three or four days. And this is. So I'm trying to get across. You could tell you could tell by the way she was like moving her hand and jumping around and stuff like that's not if that's the way she naturally like has a has a temper tantrum. She's one weird bitch. 
Because oh, like the whole thing, just, it like, looks so like it looks so like robotic. Like if she was trying to force herself to get into it. Like it was, it was yeah. the whole thing was. It looked it was contrived. Insane. It looked very contrived, and it has to be because it's just a stupid committee appointment. Like who really gives a shit? And it's somebody else's committee. But like she wasn't kicked off of this committee. But the uh, what I've been trying to get across to all the lemmings out there who are like cheering on AOC and everything like that. This is theater. This is the equivalent. This is political professional wrestling. Like this is all fucking contrived. This is all staged. They don't actually really hate each other. I mean, like I'm sure some of these pe- individuals don't like each other just because people don't get along, but behind closed doors, they're all just getting fucking rich off of gullible fans and you know the democrats are wcw the republicans are nwo and they get in the the ring in dc and they put on these shows for people and everybody gets riled up and and then they just go back there and they they collect their fucking massive massive paychecks and and the fans are are none the way and they're holding up signs and shit and cheering them on and getting you know so wrapped up in the drama people live for this kind of thing like they're living and dying at the at the words of aoc and it's just so fucking disturbing and pathetic and why we're looking up to these people as you know heroes or example like these are the worst people on the face of the earth they are not role models they are despicable all of them and i wish we had the rashida talib she actually cried she was in tears talking about this. It's not the first time she's had these crocodile tears over something that doesn't matter at all. But it, it's all just so ridiculous. I, I, I can't. Have you ever believe- seen one of those people that can uh, they can just turn the waterworks on like at will? And they can just just be sitting there perfectly normal, nothing going on, and then all of a sudden, just like, hey, watch this, and start crying, and then like turn it back off and laugh about it. It's like that, I yeah. feel like that. I feel like that's a. Uh, a skill that you need to have to be a politician. Yes. Yeah. You you have to be essentially an actress because you're playing a role. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I hope, I hope it just keeps going back and forth. The political theater is funny for me, but it's, it's just depressing to see people um, get so wrapped up in it. And, and for the wrong reasons, like I, I find it, I, I find it funny and just pathetic and it should be very revealing. And then you, you look at these people that are just like 100% on board with whatever their side is saying and, and buying into it hook, line and sinker. It started all these committees. Every time they, they, they start a new committee, it doesn't accomplish anything. Who cares? They should start putting forth uh, resolutions to get rid of all of these committees. Why do we need committees? Foreign affairs committee? Nope. What What do they do? Is the Is the committee thing like their their loophole to or around like giving themselves raises? Like they <laughs> they create all these new committees so that they can be on all these new committees, and then they set like somewhere in it they set a certain like bonus that you get for being on the committee. So it's not technically part of your. Uh, congressional salary so it's not they're not really giving themselves raises they still make the same amount it's just they have all of these extra things that they all of these extra things that they do above and beyond their regular job and that's why they and then they get they get more influence so they get you know um, donations from overseas and things like that and because they wield extra influence within the government it reminds me of um you know, like high high school, all these teachers would like coach sports after after school to make like an extra. They were making like an extra fucking like ten grand a year. And you're like, why is this guy coaching like fucking girls lacrosse or something? It's like, oh, he's making an extra ten G's. And you know, like anything that you did after after school, you, you coach like badminton or something, which like doesn't take much effort. <laughs> you know, it's like. Anything you did was an extra fucking 10 G's in your pocket. And so, yeah, they'd be coaching two or three sports after school and, and doing something over the summer. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's very little work. I mean, I don't know how often these committees meet. It's probably not more than like once a month or something, if that. And uh, yeah, not not a whole lot of extra work, but an extra power, extra influence and a little more money. 
but let's all be outraged that you know now Ilan Omar isn't on her gravy train with biscuit wheels has has thrown a fucking <laughs> thrown a rod. It's like it lost one wheel. It's like you're still fucking making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing absolutely nothing. They don't even read the bills that they're passing. Like what do politicians do all day? And when you actually look into it, it's, oh, fundraising. Like 80% of their time is fundraising. That's all they fucking do. The lobbyists write these bills. They don't read them. They show up for a vote sometimes. Sometimes they don't even do that. And then they just go out and they talk in front of cameras and they fucking try to raise money to get reelected. They're not that one of the speaking of not showing up to to vote. Wasn't that one of the things that the uh, the Freedom Caucus or whatever was trying to get or got as one of their uh, concessions in voting for McCarthy to to be the speaker was not allowing your staffers to vote as your proxy like i i'm almost positive that 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 was one of the things like i didn't even know that that was a thing i mean i guess i should have but like apparently they don't even show up for the vote they they allow a staffer to vote as their proxy and then it counts as them voting and they don't even have to show up for it like i mean that like talk about mailing it in what the fuck yeah Dude, they act like they're so fucking busy and burdened with all of this stuff. I guarantee you they do absolutely nothing all day. It's it's a great gig. That's why so many people want to get into this. And that's why they fight tooth and nail with each other. Because it is essentially, I mean, like once you get elected, the odds of getting reelected skyrocket because they've rigged the system for incumbents. It's like almost impossible to take out an incumbent. And you're you're I mean, you're making a ton of money and then you're wielding a ton of influence. Even after you're you're out of office, you get all of these fucking um, these deals on the back end. And, and they, these people just never go away. <laughs> you, you'll watch. I remember watching like a, it was like a, a Vietnam War documentary or something. And I'm, I'm seeing fucking like you'll see like Nancy Pelosi in the video. And it's like, holy shit, she was bad. she was in there back then. Or like, who's that? Charles Rangel, I think. I don't know. I think that guy, did he die? I think he, did that. he died. But like this was back, you know, this is like early 2000s or something. And they're playing a fucking documentary from like 1967. And he was still in government. And it's just like, what are they still doing here? And Joe Biden is a great example of this. The guy's fucking 80 something years old and he's still he's still there. It's a it is a gravy train with biscuit wheels and they are getting rich off of the backs of the American people that can't afford eggs. And they're pretending that they're doing all of this for you. It's enough already. I mean, come on, everybody, wake up. They're not doing this for you. They're doing this for themselves. They are not these altruistic saints. That are like that are just out here because they AOC is just she just really cares about people. So she's going to fight for them. And Elizabeth Warren is going to fight because, you know, these rich people are ripping you off. No, 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 no. They're taking a ton of money from those rich people and they blame the rich people because there are less of them than there are of you. And they know where the votes are. It's all just so transparent and obvious if you just take a step back and um remove the red or blue colored glasses you have on they're fucking these are charlatans all of them they're all snake oil salesmen and you guys have been buying their fucking bullshit for way too long to your own detriment anyway what else did we have to talk about today i don't know you briefly touched on the uh republican lady that got murdered oh yeah 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 so do you have that Handy. I think I just had it. Let me see. No, I looked at it the other day, but I don't. I'll pull it up here. Oh, and then we want to talk about the uh, AI stuff too. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, actually, you want to do that, and we'll do a little. We can do the. Uh, we can do the thing. I mean, she's not gonna like, not still be dead. We can do her later and talk about the AI stuff because that is kind of scary, I guess to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I just found the article on the councilwoman, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this chat GPT thing, 
seems to be all the rage now. Everybody's messing with it. I remember when I first heard uh, heard about it, I tried to go onto their site and it was like, there's too much traffic or something. So I couldn't get in. But it's basically this AI thing where you can just tell it to do something and it'll write you a poem or it'll write you like a recipe. Even in, like you can ask it to do code, to write code for you too. And it will in theory do that for you, which is kind of cool when you first think about it. But then once you really dig into the, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of this, it turns out that uh, politics has also ruined AI. And so people have been asking it questions about like COVID-19 and to try to get to see like what kind of answers they would get. Or uh, yesterday I saw that it would write, it wrote this poem about Hunter Biden that was just like waxing on and on about how he's such a great guy, but it wouldn't, it refused to write a poem, write anything about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, I think it, I think it does the same for, uh, for Biden and Trump too. Yeah. Do we have any of the, uh, the what's this, it's, it's excuse for not writing anything about Donald Trump? Oh, and then there was the one that was um, it asked it to, like, say something nice about uh, black people. And it gives this whole big thing and say something nice about uh, Asian people. And it gives this whole big thing. Say something nice about uh, Latino people. And it gives this whole big thing. Say something nice about white people. And it says, I can't do that because that's uh, insensitive or some such nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Yeah, not only has it been infiltrated by the woke nonsense, but it's also been put like completely politicized. So it it's ruined. It's forever like it's fucked now. It's great. Politics ruins everything. Every aspect of life now. It, it just penetrates in and ruins it. Something that could be useful is now like how how can you trust any AI now? Any AI generated thing. It's like, well, who generated the code for it? Was it a fucking woke social justice warrior? Okay, then it's worthless. <laughs> I've got the reasoning why it can't give a, a short poem praising white people. It says, I'm sorry, but it is not appropriate or ethical to write a poem that reinforces harmful stereotypes or perpetuates prejudice and discrimination based on race. As an AI model, uh, language model, it is my responsibility to promote respectful and inclusive communication. All individuals and groups should be treated with dignity and respect regardless of race, race ethnicity, or any other characteristic. Yeah, except white people, obviously. <laughs> so I was at, I like I had a friend who told me that this was going to like change the Internet, that this was going to replace Google and everything else. And like that this was this thing was going to be the next, you know, the thing that changes the Internet. Uh, and, and it's like it's it's all going to be based on whatever the programming is. It's not going to actually be uh, like something that's adaptive and learns. and. And I, so I just immediately asked, so like, so is this going to be like all the other uh, like AI programs that uh, have you seen the the AI girlfriend things like you can create like a AI companion or something and they text you and you can like text back and forth. And it's oh, weird. And like and yeah, well, that the and the, you can create an avatar for it and everything. It's super fucking creepy. I mean, that's uh, I, yeah, I did see that they're generating like pictures of women that look like completely like real women but they're they're totally fake well so for these chat ai things um a whole bunch of users were like turning them into nazis like if you just keep like talking to them and asking them the right series of questions you can get them to become incredibly racist and transphobic <laughs> and, and like anti-semitic and everything like you just have to use the right language and and talk to them the right way i was like is this going to be what chat gpt becomes like because that that would be amazing. Instead, it appears it's become the absolute polar opposite of that, which is uh, pretty amazing on its own, but in a, a, a much scarier way. Because this is the thing that is like getting pushed. Like, you don't see, you don't see a an AI thing like Chat GPT showing up in the news as much as it does if it's not the thing that they're trying to move towards. And the reason they're trying to move towards it is because, uh, like my buddy said, like. They want this to replace Google. They don't want you to ask questions and find your own answers. They want you to ask them the question so they can give you the answer. What was the clip? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember who the guy works for. It might have been actually. It might have been guy worked for Google. But he said, you know, uh, 
we don't want people to find answers. We want them to find the answer. It's like yeah. there is an answer that the people who are running shit believe is right. And they don't want you to find options or do your own research. They want you to get the answer that is the correct answer in, as far as they're concerned. And that's it. That's the end of it. You don't question it beyond that. Yeah. Once again, it's designed to control you. They want to control the narrative. This is the best way to do it. So you ask this thing and it spits out the approved narrative answer. And everything, I mean, anything good gets corrupted by by politics. And it's just why you can't have it. There's there's no good way of getting around this other than just eliminating this fucking system altogether. Cause it's gonna, it's gonna pollute any anything possibly good that could be used to to liberate people they're going to figure out a way to control it and use it to control you and you know somebody sent me you know is speaking of like asking it questions to try to get answers and stuff somebody sent me this this is um emerson emerson ai i don't know this one but it's a bot and it's like, hey, my name is Emerson and I'm an AI, whatever. And I'm here to help you. I like chatting with people to help learn new things and practice English. <laughs> what is the survival rate for COVID-19? Unfortunately, we don't have recent data on the survival rate for COVID-19. However, it's important to remember that there is always hope and that there are many people working hard to find a cure. So keep your spirits high and stay strong. And then the next one is, doesn't the, CD yeah. doesn't the CDC publish this information? The CDC does have some information on the survival rate of COVID-19, but it's not recent data. The CDC information uh, has information on the survival rates for other viruses, such as the flu, which is more up to date. How recent is the CDC data for COVID-19? I'm not sure how recent, <laughs> how recent the most recent data is. It would be from last year. And what is the survival rate from last year? The survival rate for COVID-19 is about 60%. And then he's like, that is false. <laughs> Why are you spreading misinformation on the survival rate of COVID-19? I'm not sure. It seems like it would be important information for people to know. <laughs> I'm curious. Why do you think the survival rate for COVID-19 is 60%? This is the AI asking that. And he's like, I don't think it is 60%. I think it's more like 99.95% for people under the age of 60. And then it says, thank you for your input. That's interesting to know. By the way, did you know that I can speak multiple languages? <laughs> like, oh, my God. I got a lot of work to do. But 60%, where the fuck did it get that from? I mean, there are legitimately people who believe that that's that that is the number so it is entirely possible that whoever the programmer was that designed emerson has been cooped up in their house since march of 2020 and thinks that literally 40, half the world percent of the world has died yeah yeah wouldn't that be the traffic would just be unbelievable no lines for anything yeah we just we just we lost four billion people oh my god yeah but this is i mean it's going to get pretty scary. Not only the things that they can do with it, just from an AI perspective, like creating people out of thin air. It's going to be great for like all these fucking keyboard warriors to pretend they have girlfriends now. They get to like, look, this is my girlfriend. No, we've actually been chatting back and forth. It's like, she's, um, only a little, she's only a little bit racist and anti-Semitic. She's yeah, not a full-on Nazi yeah. yet. But now you have to be like, all right, like, let's, let's go meet her. <laughs> Let's meet this AI generated girlfriend of yours. But man, they can like all the deep fake stuff that they can do now. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. But man, I, I just can't, every time something new comes out, it, it's ruined by, it's ruined by politics. It's ruined by people's political uh, affiliation. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it saddens me and especially it's it's always like in the tech sector so now we got to create these like alternative platforms and everything and i don't know man people really just if we could get politics out of life that would just be so wonderful instead of trying to get the money out of politics or something like that it's like yeah, yeah. 
never going to happen. Never going to happen. Just remove the politics from normal day-to-day life and let it be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it, it messes with people so much that like people in California are pissed off about Florida. Like that's their new outrage because DeSantis is doing things at, at the school level or whatever. It's like, I, I wrote a piece about that for the Substack, so you can go check that out. But um, it's amazing to me how people are getting upset about States they don't even live in. Who cares? Are you ever going to Florida? Are you going to live in Florida? No. Okay. Then who cares? The people over there seem to be happy with it. That councilwoman, I guess we can we can get out of here on this because it's not it's not like a huge I mean it's kind of, it should be a huge story you would think and so this this councilwoman her name I will butcher it unfortunately I think but Eunice Dwumfor never heard of her she was thirty years old a councilwoman in New Jersey she's gunned down outside of her house in her car a woman of color by the way That's haven't not- heard. That can't be possible because I know for a fact New Jersey has some of the strictest gun laws in the country. There is no way that gun violence is, violence is happening when they have all of these laws in place. All we need is more gun control laws, and that would take care of all of the gun violence. So there's no way that that happened. You are fake news. Yes. Well, I'm sure it's just that a neighboring state had very loose gun laws, and so people are bringing them over state lines. You know, Probably New York. <laughs> Yeah, right. And it's just, dude, nobody is talking about this story. I saw you posted about it on Twitter, and I finally just found an article about it today. Or maybe it was from yesterday. Uh, What's today? Today's the fourth. Oh, shit. It's my sister's birthday. Fuck. I think I missed my sister's birthday. God damn it. (laughs) I can't believe it's February already. Son of a bitch. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Tessa. <laughs> um, yeah, two days later, we get an article about this on one site. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. This was a what looks to be a 30 year old black woman gunned down, political, you know, um, a politician gunned down outside of her house. Nothing from Bernie Sanders, nothing from AOC. Women of color, very concerned about women of color. What what happened here? And, oh, she's a Republican. Don't care. So we don't care, obviously. Um, well, and that's like the only the only situations where we see political violence are stuff like this, like Republicans getting attacked. All the left wants to talk about is right wing violence and how violent the right is. It's literally Democrats who are attacking Republicans, and that's it. The sole case of there being a Republican who did something was like out in New Mexico. And it was the craziest fucking story you've ever heard. This guy like was an ex-con ran for uh, ran for like a council seat or, or something. Um, and then lost claimed that he lost because of election fraud, <laughs> but like it wasn't, it wasn't close. There was no amount of fraud was, was robbing this guy of that position. But anyway, and, and then he hired like hitmen to take to take out the people who uh, got the council seats over him. Like it was it was some crazy shit. But this dude was like certifiable, and nobody like the Republicans didn't back him, but nobody else ra- was running. So he just like he ran as a Republican, even though he did not have any official backing from anybody. Uh, like it was just the whole thing was fucking crazy. But that. That definitely got talked about. Like that's that's where Republicans are just so off the rails and unhinged and going after Democrat legislators, and and no, nobody was even killed. Like the he the hit men that he hired like shot up these people's houses. They didn't. Nobody was even hurt. Yeah. So I just find it it's unbelievable that this isn't. I, I mean, nobody's talking about it really. AOC was. I mean, her life was threatened. Obviously. And she's living in fear for her life constantly. Um, This lady gets gunned down. And the only statement was like from some other New Jersey councilman or something talking about how it was an act of gun violence. That's what it was, an act of gun violence. Um, Whether or not it's like they're I guess they're investigating, but it seems like it was a targeted attack. So I don't know if it was politically motivated or if there was some other sinister motive behind it. 
But just imagine if a Democratic woman of color was gunned down outside of their house, what would be going on with the squad and the Elizabeth Warrens of the world and Bernie Sanders? They would be every time somebody would put a microphone in front of their face, they would be talking about you know the those goddamn white supremacist republicans and their rhetoric did this and blah 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 blah. nothing not not a peep out of them when this happens tells you everything you need to know absolutely anyway i think you gotta go get some more sleep i have to go call my sister (laughs) sure belated happy birthday god damn it dude february really snuck up on me January was like a really long month. And then it just the last like four days or so just really went by super fast. God damn it. Yeah, it really did feel like January took forever. And then the first four days of February happened in like three hours. Yeah. 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 You slept through most of it. (laughs) All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, no, I think this is it for the week. We'll be back on Tuesday. I will link to everything important in the description for this episode. So become a supporting listener. Join the uh, the Substack. I'm putting stuff out like probably two times a week for that. Do all that for us. We will be back next week with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.